baby. You'll go wacko, bananas, nuts, crazy, unbelievable. This is the Bob and Jeff Show, starring Bob Lutz. You don't have any idea what my so life was ideas. like before you came along. You know, most people want to have kids and they settle in and... That's all good. I hear ya. Jeff Lutz. I know that, dude. It's hard for me to believe that you folks don't understand the way of the world. No duh, right? <laughs> 97.5 and 1240 KFH. And it's going to be legendary. Hello, everybody. Welcome a Wednesday edition the Bob and Jeff Show here on KFH Radio. It's Bob Lutz, Jeff Lutz co-hosting. Max Power producing and engineering the show. 869-1240. That is the IHOP hotline. Uh, here's what's on tap. Bill Pintard. Really? Will join us at 225. Uh, we'll talk Santa Barbara Foresters, of which he is the manager, and uh, the NBC World Series, which begins tomorrow out at X Stadium. Kevin Saul, our guest, the Wichita State Athletic Director, he's over in Greece with the basketball team, the men's basketball team, set to play some exhibitions over there starting tomorrow. Kevin Saul is our man on the ground in Greece. Well, that's good. That's uh, His birthday was yesterday. I assume he was probably traveling yesterday, so fun birthday for him probably, Eve- eventful anyway. Yeah, so we'll uh, catch up with him. And then our Top 10 Wednesday segment at the top of our number two. No Mike Furches today. He is traveling back from his extensive trip into Ohio, Tennessee, that area, to visit family and friends. Good for him. A lot of travelers today. A lot of road-weary folks out there. Okay, yeah, I, I, I appreciate the fact that he did, did some traveling. Quite a bit. I haven't traveled in a while. We'd need to take our dog, and we quite, haven't quite figured out how to do that. Well, you know, if you want to go visit family, we're... Just 20 minutes away if you'd like to. Ah, that's, that's the family. Come see us. We haven't been out to your homestead in a while. Long time. Why is that? I don't know. Why is that? I, I can't answer. I don't know why that is. Uh, lack of invitation, perhaps, could be one. Lack of invitation? Uh, You're all, I mean, why would you need to be invited? Just. Well, I don't know. Isn't that what people do? You think uh, Shannon's mother is invited? Does she come quite frequently? She doesn't come quite frequently, but I don't think she's shy about showing up at the at the doorstep. Well, maybe we'll come out this weekend and hang out a little bit. Well, we'll be here Saturday. Yeah, how many? Uh, what's the crew looking like for SummerSlam? I don't know. I've, I Do we have the Griffiths uh, involved? I can text them. I assume uh, they'll be well, here. Well, they'd right, probably right. like a little advance notice. Well, I think everyone kind of knows after, what, 20... Five years of this, at least. Uh, the, the all the talk now is why uh, why Becky Lynch and uh, Trish Stratus don't have a match. Well, they have um, it in two weeks on Raw in Canada. I read somewhere. I don't know how reliable it is. You know these wrestling websites. So much speculation that that Trish isn't cleared yet to compete after a recent injury. But really, I don't know if that's true or not. Well, we'll, we'll you never to, really know what's true. No, you never know what's true, and we'll have to wait and see. But we will have a gathering over here at the homestead uh, on Saturday. My wife just loves it, and she gets to, you know, be the hostess and prepare some uh, snacks and then just loves it. 
She does enjoy that. And, and she does a good job with that. And we enjoy her enjoyment. Well, she's hilarious to watch wrestling with. Uh, kind of an old school type fan. Yeah, she's like the, uh, not, now, please don't take this the wrong way, but I've told her this. She's like the old lady back in the old days of wrestling that used to sit in the front row and wave their purse. Yeah. Except she's not old and she wouldn't wave her purse. But you know what I mean by that. She uh, she roots for the good guys, despises the bad guys. There was always that set-up woman. I don't know if the they old, were set up. Back in the old days of wrestling, I'm talking about. I understand. Back when I was a kid. It hasn't been as prevalent anymore. It's not. It certainly doesn't even exist. It's not an old lady sport anymore. But there was always that one woman there by herself raising heck during a match. That's right. It's highly entertaining to watch. I miss that about wrestling. You do? I kind of do. In the dark, smoky rooms of... No, I just miss that one old woman. No production value. That woman who was... uh, Man, I'm telling you, there was maybe not any production value. But back when I went to Century 2 for wrestling, back in my high school days, um, it was awesome. Can't imagine how boring those matches must have been. Oh, it was awesome. Headlock, wrist lock, atomic drop, suplex pin. I can put myself back in there. The sound of uh, dropping one of those wrestlers on the mat. Uh and you got you it was it was just it was special. Still sounds like that when you go live. Right. But it was special. Not mm. like going to a big arena and having all the... It wasn't special. It was just another show. And, no, it was special. No, it was just another They'd show. come out and, and you'd, you'd hear the crowd booing them. There wouldn't be any entrance music. The crowd would just react. For instance, when Bulldog Bob Brown came out from behind the curtains uh, there at the Century 2 Exhibition Hall, which is where they had wrestling, uh, the crowd just went nuts booing him. He didn't have any music, anything to interfere with it. It was just raw. What's wrong with What's wrong with music? Nothing. It's ironic that you said it's raw. It was raw. Wrestling used to be raw. Monday Night Raw is not raw. Well, understood. It hasn't been for a long, long time. But why do they call it raw? Because it's a brand. We've had this conversation. Yeah, but you change it up. You don't change it up. You've built a brand. You stick with it. Even if it's if not raw, you don't call it raw. Raw is the least raw thing in wrestling. It is the least raw thing in wrestling. And I saw on uh, Twitter, I'm jumping around, uh, your eight Royals outfielders won handily over my eight Royals outfielders. Yes. In another display of lack of education in American society. I don't know. I looked at those two lists. It wasn't. It was close. But I knew I would win because of who I picked. It wasn't really close. Yeah, it was. After Willie Wilson and Amos Otis, it falls off quite a bit. Well, Carlos Beltran doesn't fall off. No, but... Al McCray doesn't fall off. Uh, Jermaine Dye doesn't fall off. For the Royals, they do. Uh, Danny Tartable doesn't fall off. Uh, Come on. I mean, it's, it's, it's... What's your favorite Danny Tartable memory? 
He was just a masher. I don't really have any big memories. Okay, well, let me ask any Royals fan or anybody, what's your favorite Alex Gordon memory? What's your favorite Lorenzo Cain memory? What's your favorite Bo Jackson memory? I'm talking long-time Royals fans here. you got to appeal to sentiment, and Danny Tartable has I don't do that. I try to win the match. Well, if you want to win on Twitter. I usually win. Well, I figured this out, so you're not going to win anymore. Oh, really? You're going to appeal completely to sentiment. That's right. Well, I bet I beat you tomorrow. What are we betting? What are we? A dollar. What are we picking? Uh, tomorrow's Thursday. We don't have a show. I'll beat you Friday. I'm completely lost on what day it is. Wednesday, I well, think. I said that when we started the show, but then my mind went blank. And I and I lost uh, track of what uh, what day it was. Tomorrow I'll have my Wichita Monrovians piece up on KWCH at some point. Well, how's that going? It's going fine. Is it a good good story? Yeah. How's that Joe Hour story coming? Oh, it's couldn't be better. Are we gonna is that what we're gonna pop out? Uh well, I guess you now you just wait till high school basketball season. Kind I of guess. a preview story of the high school season. Yeah. It'd be ridiculous to roll it out now. But I would like you to find somebody who makes a difference to write about them. Well, I and, I would uh, like that too. And where's your where's your uh, blog been? Well, you told me no one would read it, so I got a little discouraged. Well, everybody, people, the the only way to build an audience is to be consistent with it. I will write in it again. That's the only way to build either an tonight or it'll have to be this weekend. Sometime. Well, write about me saying it, nobody would read it. No, that's a good topic. I don't like that. I don't like that topic. Well, well, give your thoughts. You know, oh, well, it's it was rude and mean. I didn't well, like it. I didn't say no one would read it. I said it's a tough sell if that's all it is. Well, that's what blogs are supposed to be about kind of one topics, one stop shop kind of thing. People like to be encouraged and lifted up. Well, I will and do that. They also enjoy re- reading about the the plights of other people. I get that, but. It's almost there needs to be a balance, in my opinion. Well, this is this is healthy for me. It's sharing my personal, I don't like to say journey. I hate that word. But whatever you want to call it. If I were to do a blog in that realm, I would call it the up and down blog. Because my emotions are an absolute roller coaster. Yeah, and I know that. Yeah, you do, don't you? And that's yeah. not so healthy. Ah, don't worry about it. I'm I'm doing just fine. Don't worry about it. I've lived with it for four I'm decades. I'm doing just fine over here. Yeah. Uh, and I don't need you to, to 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 comment on my roller coaster of emotion. Well, then don't bring it up. But that's what I'd call my blog, the Up and Down Blog by Bob Luke. Well, start it. I'm sure we'll I all think love people it. would read it. Oh, they'd read yours. Well, because I'd be entertaining. Um. I'd be insightful. I'd. Uh, am I missing either of those? <laughs> I'd. Why do you always make this about you? Uh, you're. You're. I've. I've enjoyed your entries. Thank you. I'm just saying that mine would be a little more diverse. Okay. We'd write about some of the ups. Well, like I, today's been an up. Today's been one of those strange days that I didn't think would be an up. Uh, but it's been enough. I'm not. I'm not really writing about downs. I'm writing from a perspective of, hey, I've I've emerged. I've made it through all of this. 
All right. These are still things that I I deal with and battle, but uh, I'm still here in the fight. That's uh, that's what my blog is about. Well, there you go. There's a million other blogs like that. There's no up and down blogs. Of course there are. You want to know why today's been an up? Sure. Because I participated in two uh, employment interviews. How did that go? They went well. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed being in the process of interviewing uh, these two people. It was uh, enlightening for me. Separately, I assume. Yeah. Any uh, any quality candidates that you'd like? I don't need to share that with you. That's not anything uh, you need to be uh, concerned about. We're going to make a hire soon. That's not anything that I would ever tell you. Ever? No. What a horrible example. Well, there's another blog for you. <laughs> Uh, I think you know, I'm okay. You can just make it, your blog can just be, my dad, the A, you know what. Well, uh, I'll save that for. Uh, after I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? You're going you're gonna to take, you're going to take shots at me I'm after gonna I'm gone? I'm going to take shots at you. I just think that'll be the appropriate time to work through all that. Really? You've already given that thought. When this old codger's gone, I'm really going to delve in. Well, do you want me to do it now? Would you do it now? What would you say? I don't know. Just start writing it. No, that's I don't need to do that. Well, I don't. I don't know. If, here's what I've always thought. I don't know uh, how you necessarily feel about all of this. Uh, my instincts tell me not good, but I can't control that. It's not that it's not good. It's just that uh, I would like there to be a sustained positive momentum. You know what I'm saying? Be- but because of your up and down emotions. Oh, it's all me. Yeah, it is. It's all me. 100%. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I don't bring any negativity around. You don't? No, I don't think so. That's interesting. Um, I think some people would see that differently mm, and not just me because mm, I've spoken with them. I don't think I, I don't think I instigate nearly as much as, as you do. But, uh, I don't know. I don't remember where I was going. But with what? I don't remember where I was going. Oh, really? You don't remember where you were going? But I you certainly certainly remember that other stuff just fine. What other stuff? I mean, let, let's be real. I show up. I'm. I have up and down emotions too. But for the most part, when I show up here, when I show up at work, when I'm I'm a pretty consistent. If it's consistently inconsistent, then whatever. Uh, I'm not here, like, poking you, trying to bait you into a fight. I, I would like to keep the peace here as much really, as possible. Really? You want to keep the peace? 100%. You know how long this show would be on the air if we kept not, the peace? Not on the show. I don't care about this show. You know how long this show would last? I don't care about keeping the peace on the show. I'm not really interested in that. I don't. I don't. Anything that's said on the show is, to me, the well, show. Well, nothing else is said. I rarely talk to you outside of this show. Well, then have positive feelings toward me. Well, when don't I? I know I hardly. Yesterday, I hardly. That was during the show when you were. Yeah, but you were you were upset. You brought some bad energy here, and I'm going to call that out every time because I don't have any time for it. We're going to run this show from a positive energy play. Oh, we are. Yes, I didn't know. And it's going to be energy. It's got to be energy. Or else I'm going to have 
uh, I'm going to be short of patience uh, with that. So it's you better rev it up, which you've done decently well for seven years. But this baby, these two hours a day, my other 22 hours, I run an idle or, you know, we we're our, our foot's on the gas, but not, we're not, we're not breaking any speed limits, but for these two hours a day, I got it to the, I got the pedal to the metal. Well, yeah. And that's how I'm going to operate and, on this show. And I can do that too, but so either you get sometimes out of, in defiance, I don't. So, and when you're defiant, then you're going to hear it from me. Well, I'll he'll hear it back. And then, and when I do this show, these two hours, it's all in. That's what. I, that's the only way I can do radio. Okay. Yes. I can't do radio the way my life may be at at four o five p.m. Well, I'd like it. Uh, look what. Yeah. On, well, no one wants to be around. On television, Carol. Who's Carol? I, I, just another character I made up. Well, why are you talking to her well, outside, of your, I, outside of your marriage? Maybe Carol's over here at 4.05. I don't need to give that information. Well, maybe your wife would maybe like to know who's over here at 4.05. Well, if if it's Carol, uh, she'll she'll deal with it. <laughs> okay. But, but my point is that I'm going give to give it my all in, on this radio show. And I think I have. From the day we started, there's not been a day where people have tuned in and gone, I wonder what's wrong with Bob's energy level. He uh, seems a little down today or a little out of it. Or, uh, no. Eh, there have been times. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pursue high energy. I hope so. And that's not something you can do very well. Oh, let's easily. go then. You want high energy? Oh, you can act like it. No, you can... I can do it. You're acting. <laughs> I'm not acting of at all. Of course you are. You just said no. 22 hours a day. Oh, How do you know Carol? I'm not acting for those two out 22 oh, hours? I, kn- I know. That might be my real, uh, this might be my real, I- I'm a lot of different things. Yeah, stop. I like just, that just about me. Just be one thing. I like that about me. You do? Sure, I do. Well, then exude. Do you, do you want me to be interesting, or do you want me not to have anything? You can you be interesting no. and one dimensional? I'm fine in in my settings with League Forty Two. With the how did I how did I work almost forty three years in a job? How do you think that happened? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Sure. How, no, how do you think that happened? I think it happened. No, like, but how? Yeah, I think you. Uh, if I'm this nut, see, this case, is me being defined. I'm not going to answer well, your no, question. No, answer the question. Uh-uh. No, this is you not having an answer. I, I have plenty of answers. How'd I do it? You showed up every day. Right. How else? That's it. Did I have friends? No. I had no friends that I worked <laughs> with. Is that what you're saying? See, that's comedic timing right there. No, I don't no, care. really. Did I have friends? Mm, did you? Who has more friends, you or me? That's tough. How many friends do you have? No, answer the question. I don't know. How well, many friends? Clearly me. How many friends do I have? Not very many like, that I can tell. Like, I have several friends. Do I have a lot of close friends? Maybe. Do I? I mean, sure. It depends on how you define it. Is, is Eric Scriven, for example, <laughs> a friend? No. We communicate. No, nobody. You you gotta. You, is is Tim gotta, Grubbs my friend? Yeah, he's probably your friend, but he's my friend too. 
He is? Sure he I is. I see him way more often. Tim Grubbs is my friend. If he's listening, which I don't know that he is, he's got a ball game tonight, but if he's listening, text me, Tim. Tell me. I Tell me got, what a good I just friend. got a text from Tim. Well, what did he say? Uh, it, was a, it was in our group uh, chat kind of thing. Oh, it was, yeah, it didn't, wasn't even toward that's me. That's your life. You're, you, if, if you founded a band, it'd, it'd be named Group Chat. That's a good name for a band. Yeah. Because you're not, a, you can't talk to anybody individually. This isn't a group chat I started. The way I can, you bring an individual to me, I'll talk to them all day. My what? band, my competing band, would be individual chat. So you're not going to get into a group chat with me? No, that's sad. All right, we need to take a break. Bill Pintard is waiting for our call. We'll talk to the Santa Barbara Foresters manager next. The Bob and Jeff Show on KFH. is the Bob and Jeff Show on 97.5 and 12.40 KFH. Rock's New Wave Era, Billy Idol, Dancing With Myself. That'd be kind of lonely to do that but uh, hey whatever works we're sure, it's uh, a metaphor of some sort yeah we're att- we're attempting to get bill pintard on the show santa barbara opens play in the nbc world series friday they are the three-time defending champions uh, they've won 10 championships overall uh since 2006 so 10 of the uh 10 of the past uh 17 they've won that's a pretty good ratio. Yeah, is it 17 or 15? It's 17. 2006 oh. to 2022. I was thinking 2008, so my bad. This is where my math skills... Well, I was thinking a different year, and I did the exact same math. Well, you were, but you ended up being wrong. Are you sure they won in 06? <laughs> yes, that was their first title. Okay. 2006. Uh, a tournament I was knee deep in covering for the Wichita Eagles. I'm first, sure I was too. I don't. I don't know that you were there. Oh, I'm sure the, I was. Uh, first NBC World Series that I covered as a the mainstay of that coverage for the Eagle was 1975. It's a while ago. It is a while ago. Uh, but I grew up in that tournament. That was a highlight of my year. To get to cover the NBC. It's always fun, yeah. It's a lot of work. Well, it's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. Of course. The Usually the things that are a lot of work. The friendships the I fun. made. Yes. Friendship. Oh, I can't count them. No, no, you didn't make any friends. Of course I did. you don't talk to anybody. Somebody approaches you, hey, Jeff, how you doing? I'll be with you in a moment. You don't think, uh, I mean, yeah, because I'm busy talking to my other friends. Right, whereas yeah. me, it's like, hey, man, what's up? You don't think Kevin Jenks is my friend? No. 
don't think Josh Robertson is my friend. Ah. Jerry Taylor, one of my best friends. He's one of your best friends? Yes. And if you're listening, Jerry, hope you're still alive, buddy. Oh, so you don't even know if he's alive, yet he's one of your best friends. <laughs> oh, that's funny. No, it's not funny. Max? Not funny at all. It absolutely is. It's a is. terrible insult <laughs> to, to claim that someone's a great friend and then say, I don't know if you're dead or alive. That was the joke. That was the joke. Well, I, I, I can assure you Jerry Taylor's still alive. Mike Dean, wonderful friend. Mike Dean thanks a lot of me. Yeah, uh, of course. He, the, uh, he has a scorekeeper. He has room in his heart for two. Let me tell you how close Mike Dean and I are, okay? Uh, I was around when he first started up there a long, long time ago. Sure. Uh, probably. You're older than me. That's how this works. I would guess he started in around 1982. Now, again, not to be morbid, but do you think once Mike Dean moves on that I will be the official scorekeeper? Why would you be? Well, I'm pretty good at it. Why would you want to be? So, because it's fun. I like doing stuff like that. There is no replacing Mike Dean. I just need to tell you this. He's got this incredible uh, personality. He plays the harmonica. I can learn the harmonica. He does the national anthem. He plays Take Me Out to the Ball. They'd ask you to do that, and you'd go, well, I'd like to, but I'm, I'm a little shy. I'll sing it. How about that, folks? I'm what a little shy. What do you have shy. to say? So, you know, there's the official scorekeeping. Uh, at the wind surge games, right, which I'm obviously great at, and quit doing that. That that's a such a bad look. And well, you're not gonna like this then. And there's the input of the statistics pitch by pitch into the co computer, which I call stringing. And we have a supervisor from the Major League Baseball office or whatever. Oh, I mean, what a what a guy. Yeah, we every every game has that. And that guy works several games. So if there's a question or you need help or whatever, there's a there's a statistical anomaly or whatever. You go to this guy, you ask him the question. So I asked our whoever the supervisor was a couple weeks ago. I said, "Well, how do you get your job?" Uh, and I and he said, "Well, you have to just kind of wait, and someday maybe uh, Major League Baseball will approach you." It took me 11 years, and I said, "Well, I'd really like to know how I'm doing." Uh, and he goes back and checks, and all I see are tens for you. Well, why, so what, Jeffrey? What if the scale's one hundred? No, it's one to ten. You know, anybody marks down a ten on that job. No, they're just so thankful to have some guy. They'll they'll give anybody a ten. No, these guys are sticklers. You call a, a ground ball a line drive, they're all over you. Really? Yes. Well, listen, congratulations, but if, you're, if your major aspiration in life is to become a supervisor, oh, uh, just bet it pays great. deciding on official scoring in a double-A baseball game, I, I wish you'd set your I, sights a little higher. I high. bet I could do it at the major league level. Well, you, you'll never get the chance because you don't live in a major league city. You don't have to. That guy doesn't live in Wichita. Well, just but so he's doing a minor league city. I'll do a big league city. I don't think you will. I'll do Philly, Philadelphia. You First of all, you wouldn't want to be up at that hour for every game. Oh, of course I would. Really? Yes. You want to watch every Phillies game. Well, you, it could be every Phillies game while I'm watching also a, a Brewers game or the Blue Jays. Well, it you could, just said you want to do Philadelphia. 
Well, I don't think it matters. I don't think they give you a specific team. I think it's whatever assignment. We have different supervisor every game. It's just with luck of the draw kind of thing. Ah, stick with where you are. But, yeah, speaking of baseball, how are the guards doing? Got no hit yesterday. Still tied. They're a terrible ball club. Boy, they were getting ripped on MLB Network last night by somebody uh, for for trading Savali. Uh, when they're in the, their point was, as I kind of tried to point out, uh, the goal is just to get in and then see what happens. Uh, but what the Guardians did, they keep trying to build for some other time. And there may, ne- there may never be a time. When you start to try to build for another time, uh, you can be grasping at that forever. When you're in a when you're in a position where you can win, and you can get into They're the not playoffs, in a position to win, and you can get into the playoffs, you got to go for it. You don't trade your ace. He's not our ace. He's yeah, just, he's your ace. He just happens to be the pitcher who's pitching best now, right? Because that other makes pe- him your ace. Man, I don't even think he's the ace. I think Tanner Bybee's the ace. No, he Aaron Savali's the ace. No, Tanner Bybee's one of the top. It might be the top ERA in, in all of baseball. It is, but he, so, does, he doesn't have enough innings to qualify. He's going to Tampa Bay where they'll utilize him. They're trying to win now. Uh, and the Guardians are more than happy to give up their best pitcher uh, for a prospect who may or may not pan out. And I'd get so tired of that happening if I were you. I'd, I'd, I'd leave that organization in a heartbeat. I'd, I'd, I'd come running back to where your family heritage is. At least the Cardinals, uh, as bad as this season's been, at least they recognized it. Well, so did Cleveland. But they're in. They're in. You think we want to pay Josh Bell sixteen and a half million next year? Well, you were good to get rid of Josh Bell. Uh, we got a first rounder for him. Yeah, but that guy's hitting about two hundred in Double A or Class A. Got a seven something OPS. Would, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't get too excited. I'm not. Well, I wouldn't get too excited. Not, I don't know why you're a pretty good pull to get a 2021 first rounder. It's not like he's flamed out completely. He's still got a shot. We'll see. Khalil Watson, we're talking you about. Keep, you keep, but you keep trying to, to to reach for something in the future, rather than take what you got in the present. They tried to take what we got in the present by adding Josh Bell and Mike Zanino. I don't think you like what. Uh, I don't like you like the direction of the team. But they 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 missed the boat, right? They missed it. They missed what they did well, and instead of getting more guys that played their style, they go get Mike Zanino and Josh Bell, who hamper the style that Cleveland played with and won with last year, and it didn't work. So now they have to. Well, re- need, you you got to have power in today's game, but neither of those guys is really the answer. So they go get this guy from Tampa that that, that now intrigues them. Because he hits a few home runs. And fits the style. Doesn't yeah, strike doesn't. out a bunch, puts the ball in play, hits 300, uh, and will hit some doubles and some I homers. for your sake it works out. I wouldn't I wouldn't buy any playoff tickets yet. Well, I'm not going to. Where's Billy Pintard? I don't know. We, have, we hadn't, haven't been able to connect with Bill Pintard. I hate, to, I hate to hear that. I don't know what happened to Bill. Uh, my guess is they're either at lunch... Or uh, they're at practice. 
Probably. They were what? due to arrive in Wichita at 1 today. A little bit of a late lunch, perhaps. Uh, well, they were due to arrive at 1. Well, you don't have to just eat when you arrive. You Maybe could've... that was the plan. We're going to have lunch at 1.30. Uh, where do you think they ate? Well, I don't know where they ate. Hopefully New Way or Freddy's. I don't think baseball players who are trying to win games are going to go to New Way. Okay? Nothing Why? Against... Nothing against new. You don't way. think they eat hamburgers? Nothing against new one. Loose meat. Good grief! Sandwiches. No wonder you didn't pan out as a player. I guarantee you, they'll they'll eat hamburgers while That's they're the, here. You know what? That's the reason you didn't make it. Yeah, too many too many loose meat sandwiches. Oh, I'll I'd take new way over making it any day. Yeah, you you would. I would. Which is a sad state of affairs. No, I think it's great. You could have owned new way. Had you made it, but you didn't. Well, why would I want to own New Way if New Way was what was in the way of you me just, making it? You just stopped in at New Way and and threw your baseball life away at New Way. Perfect. Yeah, that ought to be their slogan. Throw your baseball life away and at now New I'm, Way. And now I'm earning perfect tens with statistics. You're really hung and... up on that, aren't you? <laughs> well, you give you a compliment and you'll run with it. It was nice to hear. For as long as you possibly can. Maybe that's what I need to do is just compliment you more. Go Try it. Good job. On what? I don't know. Something. Thanks. <laughs> now, that was that was funny. Eh. I'm you, not. I, I don't know that I that I throw out a ton of compliments. Oh, no, no kidding. I, but when I do, they mean something. <laughs> well, you know. How many times have I told you I'm proud of you? Six? No, really. All the time. Mm, it's been a while. Well, but you haven't done well. I mean, uh, yeah, it's been a you little while. You can't just be proud of me for me being me. Why do I have what to? What old man texts his 40-year-old son, I'm proud of you? Well, Hopefully I, all of it. them. I've done that. I am proud of you. I don't think you. you've done it since I've turned 40. I'm proud of Max. Yeah, see? I'm proud of... Uh, I am on the same level of pride... From you I as would, Max. I'd say Max a little higher. Exactly. <laughs> Man, I'm on a roll. How many? How much time do we have? I've never Too been much. funnier than I am right now. No, it's you're feeding off of me, and I, <laughs> I appreciate that. That Max line was tremendous. It was okay. Here's uh, Kevin Saul live from Greece, where he is accompanying the Wichita State men's basketball team. They're on a sightseeing sojourn today. Kevin, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Thanks so much for having us on the show. Well, well, I was just talking about my attempt to write a song, so this is probably going to be more insightful to talk to you. <laughs> uh, where are you standing or sitting right now? I am actually outside of the uh, uh, our hotel room. It is quarter till 11 p.m. tonight in Thessaloniki and um, just trying to keep it somewhat quiet for my neighbors but uh, thankful to be on the show with you tonight. That's not a bad song title either. Quarter till 11 in <laughs> Thessaloniki. I don't mind. Is that what he said? That. Something like that. Uh, go ahead Jeff. Uh, so just how nice is it to uh, have a trip like this where the guys can have fun. Obviously, they want to compete, but it's not necessarily about the, the winning or losing and just be able to kind of uh, bond as a team on and off the floor. 
Yeah, Jeff, it's really good. There's so many advantages to a trip like this, which is probably why the NCAA tells you you can only do it once every four years. But uh, from a, a culture perspective, relationships, uh, being able to get in the gym for, for 10 practice dates uh, prior to today, to be able to travel together, right, and uh, get a kickstart on relationships and, and team culture and all those elements to get a three or four, three games uh, under your belt so that you understand what it looks like to to practice and compete for a new staff and, and uh, scouting and all those elements. There's so many advantages to it. So we're we're thankful and appreciative of the opportunity to do it. Talking uh, with Wichita State Athletic Director Kevin Saul. So that w- that was an insightful question and answer. Uh, but I would imagine those relationships also definitely include your relationship with Paul Mills and getting to uh, go uh, overseas to Greece. I would imagine that enhances your ability to get to know him and vice versa, right? Yeah, it does. We have a travel party uh, group of approximately 30. Um, and... Um, you know, I think everybody's got an opportunity from, uh, you know, we have, a, as you guys know, an entirely new staff. So assistant coaches have an opportunity to kind of work with each other and, and uh, get to know each other. Certainly Paul and I have that opportunity as well. Um, and really most importantly, our players uh, have an opportunity to get to know each other, spend some time around each other, because as you guys know, um, some of the most successful teams that you, you've been around or been a part of, uh, love each other just as much as they do off the floor as they do on. Yeah, you talked about the staff, and, and we know that uh, there have been a couple departures. Uh, how is that kind of – I don't want to say like throwing a wrench into the off season or anything like that, but how has that affected just the day-to-day process and, you know, getting up to this point where you're starting to think about playing games? Yeah, no, it's um, it's – certainly been something that we did not uh, foresee on the front end. Coach Hollander um, um, departed for um, personal reasons and certainly those that we very much understood. Um, and uh, stay, keep, I keep in touch with Chris, obviously, uh, um, uh, thoughts and prayers with him and his family as they, they navigate some challenging spots. But, um, um, you know, TJ has been a great addition to the staff. I think that's a testament to – uh, Coach Mills um, and his uh, 30 years of doing this, he's got uh, a great network of, of um, mentors and, and assistant coaches and support staff and all that's been very good. And then Luke Gore's a, a, a gentleman that desires to be a head coach and at some point in his career took an opportunity with us um, to uh, to be a director of basketball operations, which, guys, is, is not necessarily designated as a um, – as a coaching position. Um, and then I had an opportunity to join Mitch at, at Princeton, who is um, a lifelong friend, colleague uh, of his as well. So certainly we're, we're happy for Luke and, and an opportunity for him to do that and him and his family to do that. Um, would much rather it happen in the summer uh, than happen in the fall. And so uh, as you guys know, our, our industry turnover and, and, and churn becomes more a part of our industry than, um, than it has been in the last many, many decades. Um, so wish those guys well. Uh, they left well. They entered humbly and left well. So uh, great relationships with those guys. and just pleased to have uh, TJ with us and, and uh, working to fill that director of ops position. 
Kevin Saul, our guest from Wichita State. So the Shockers begin uh, their exhibition schedule Friday against the Thessaloniki All-Stars. Uh, they play in the middle of the day, 10 a.m. Uh, Central Time tip. They also play Monday and next Wednesday against the University of Calgary. Uh, so you're the AD. Coach Mills is the basketball coach. What do you think he's trying to find out in these three games over in Greece? Well, I think these three games are, are opportunities. That exactly that. They're opportunities for uh, our coaching staff to understand what we have, um, to experiment maybe a little bit with uh, different matchups, not dissimilar to an exhibition type season that you might see in the NFL or you know in, in any other season. Is have a really good understanding of what we have, skills, capabilities. Um, how folks, um, student-athletes respond in competitive uh, scenarios. But also, it's a tremendous opportunity to uh, engage with the young men on our roster off the floor as well to understand what we have from that perspective and leadership dynamics and, and all those things. So I think, um, you know, Coach and I talked about that, his desire to maximize uh, those opportunities. We're, we're blessed and honored to have an opportunity to do this. Um, and the resources to be able to do it. And uh, so obviously we want to maximize uh, the learning and growth process that comes out of it. What has impressed you most so far about uh, Coach Mills as far as the way he runs practices or or, or interacts with uh, players or, or runs a program? It's really been confirmation of a great question. I appreciate you asking that. Uh, confirmation of a lot of the things that – that we talked about in the search process and that we heard about from um, all of our, our reference calls and conversations that occurred um, about Coach Moses. He's highly into the details. And as you guys know, elite attention to detail is what produces elite results. So you see that in practices, whether that's the, uh, the educational component that they have at the beginning of a practice. Um, I recall we had one, last week where he was showing um, the guys on the roster uh, about efficiencies, both on the offensive and defensive side of the floor as an individual player. And they had charted the efficiencies uh, for every single one of our student athletes on this year's roster, um, their competitive efficiencies from last year. Um, and there were rankings associated with that. There were points, not only points per possession, but points per attempt um, on the offensive side of the floor. Um, and then relating that to the defensive side, just a, a, a really great presentation uh, to our guys so that they understand that you, you know, you, you can't be an all-star on the offensive end of the floor and then be a liability on the defensive end of the floor. Um, otherwise you're probably not going to see a lot of playing time. And so he's just very transparent and he's got the ability to, and I would say unique ability uh, in my 23 years to deliver a message in a very succinct and powerful way. Um, he's a good communicator, and um, he's very much into the details, and he loves, absolutely loves the game of basketball um, and, and working those details to the, to the advantage. So um, just confirmation of a lot of things that we heard and learned in the hiring process and, and just pleased to be able to journey together. Kevin Saul with us. So you've released uh, your men's basketball schedule and your women's, but we're going to talk about the men's here for a second since we last talked to you. Uh, it's got a game against Friends, which I'm perfectly fine with. I, I like the fact that Friends gets the opportunity to play on 
the floor at Coke Arena. We all know how that game's going to come out. So do they, but it's all good. Uh, you have a mm-hmm. game against Kansas. I'm curious about a couple things on the schedule. Uh, start with the KU game. Is that for sure a one-off? Uh, is there any talk about expanding that series into the future? And then the second question I have is the game at Intrust Bank Arena. I want to know your thoughts on how important that game is because I happen to think it's really important for Wichita State to play that game yearly downtown uh, to reach fans who may not uh, have the opportunity to always see you. And uh, is South Dakota State, in your estimation, Kevin, a sufficient opponent for that game? Well, all good questions. And uh, the, the beauty of the, the industry that we work in is it's, it's driven by passion and emotion, and, and everybody has their, 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 their own take and their own um, feelings and perspective on those questions. So I'll, I'll share with you mine. First and foremost, just uh, objective from a scheduling standpoint is to put together a schedule that gives us an opportunity to be an at-large participant in the NCAA tournament. Um, and so when you start thinking through those things, you've got to leverage the five elements of the net formula um, and everything that, uh, that goes into that to make sure that we're positioned in a, in a spot to reasonably, provided we have the success with the schedule, to reasonably expect an at-large entry into the NCAA tournament. We are not a program that is just going to rely on winning three games in March uh, to be the automatic qualifier. Uh, to get in. And so hopefully you see that in the schedule. Um, you've got what has been over the last eight years, um, a very competitive Western Kentucky team that we started a, a two-game series home and home. You've got a good Lipscomb program that's coming into our place. Uh, we are waiting on ESPN to release the matchups for Myrtle Beach, but we understand that we will have at a minimum two very competitive games there. Uh, we finish up the two two-year home-and-home against Richmond, um, who has been very successful um, in the last decade. And and you all know that we went to their place, which is a tough place to play and win, and got a victory there. You've got the Missouri-Kansas State-Kansas games, um, which should equate to uh, quad one-type wins. I think when you start getting into the NCAA net and the team sheets, it's important to understand how you can manipulate uh, those team sheets in your favor. Um, one of the ways that you can do that is a neutral site game. So I'll give you an example. Last year we played Oklahoma State in an interest bank, and this will be a good segue to the last portion of your question, Bob. We played Oklahoma State in interest bank, and for um, a, a very long time, Wichita State has uh, logged that with the NCAA as a home game. And if you look at the criteria for what a neutral site, what what leads to a neutral site matchup, we actually satisfy the neutral site matchup. And it is more advantageous for us to log that as a neutral site matchup, and I'll tell you why. Uh, in its simplest form, last year, if the uh, Oklahoma State, there was a point towards the end of the year when you looked at nets, if the Oklahoma State uh, game had been logged as a home game, it would have been a quad two matchup because it was logged as a neutral site game and we satisfied those criteria, it was actually a quad one matchup. So those six neutral site games that we have um, actually uh, strengthen um, components of our net and our team sheet uh, more so than they would be if they were home games. Um, So um, that piece is an advantage to us. Obviously the Kansas game, 
uh, is something that we started talking about probably a year ago today, guys. Um, I had a, a lunch with, uh, with Travis last summer, early fall. Um, certainly that was a part of the conversation. There was an openness to doing so. Um, this was the first step in that journey. Uh, my understanding um, is that there is there is an openness to talk about the future, although we don't have anything contracted yet for the future. We will continue to talk about uh, that series. It's a, obviously a great series from a competitive standpoint, um, but it's also great for our fans, great for the state. It's the first time it's happened in the regular season in 32 years. Um, so we're pleased to be able to put it together uh, this year. Um, and certainly we'll continue to work it on, on next year. So the interest bank game this year is an interesting dynamic because that game is actually being put on by a third party promoter. And that third party promoter um, approached us with uh, an opportunity to put together um, a solid matchup. If you look at South Dakota State's uh, performance in the last five years, certainly has uh, been uh, a, a team that has been capable of winning their league uh, and going to the NCAA tournament, certainly finishing in the top third in their league. So to have an opportunity to get a team like that into the arenas is helpful from an NCAA net perspective. It's also helpful financially because the third-party promoter uh, approached us um, with their idea, not necessarily ours, uh, of actually making a donation to our um, collective uh, armchair strategies. Uh, post game. So uh, they'll work through all the, the financial components of that. And um, at the end of the day, uh, they will make a, a donation, a voluntary donation to uh, our collective, which is certainly helpful for um, our program moving forward. Um, and so there's some second and third order ripple effects to that game that certainly have been helpful uh, for us and our program. Well, it's a new new age in college athletics, and an old guy like me is still trying to wrap my head around all of it. So when you start talking about collectives and all that stuff, I'm I'm trying, Kevin. I really am. You'll just need to continue to pull me along, okay? Well, Bob, I appreciate that, and I, I can share with you. I'll be transparent and and blunt with you. It's it's not necessarily my preferred um, world to live in either, but it is the world that we live in, and we've got to figure out a way to be. It is. And at the end of the day, our mission is to develop young people in programs. Um, this trip that we're on is a fantastic developmental and educational opportunity for our young guys. It's an opportunity for us to develop our program. And everything that we've talked about today um, is pulled together in an effort to develop this program, one of our 15 programs, um, to allow it to be a consistent postseason contender, make deep runs in the NCAA tournament. That's what we're focused on in all our programs. Well, thank you. I hope it's not too late for you over there in Greece, although you're probably going to have to adjust to the new hours. So, Kevin, we really appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on. Thanks so much for having us. Really appreciate it, guys, and go Shockers. Okay, talk to you soon. Kevin Saul, Athletic Director, Wichita State. We'll come back. Top 10 Wednesday is next. I'm going to do my favorite NBC World Series teams from my youth. Uh, what, are you coming, what are you coming up with? Uh, I'm doing, since we talked Counting Crows, I'm going to do the 10 best Counting Crows song. That's that, uh, really? Yeah. All right, that's what you got coming up next.